0: Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy, please share with a friend, and like always, God bless you. Law of Honor. Law of Honor. I don't know about y'all, but I've been enjoying this teaching. I've taught on honor before in the past, but i going in a different direction this time. It's just been a blessing. Let's see. So we've been talking about the law of honor. Let's go to John 5, 23. And it reads that all men, women mankind, should honor the Son, even as They honor the father. So if you say you honor the father. If you say you honor God. You should honor the son. You should honor the word. He that honors not the son. And not the word. honors not the father. So if you don't honor the son. Or you don't honor the, the word. You don't honor. The father. Even though you may say. You honor the father. The Father said in the word, but you honor the Father, you have to honor the Son. So he that honor not the Son honor not the Father, which has sent him. So we've been talking about the law of honor. We're talking about a uh, principle of honor. The principle of honor. Now I think I mentioned last Thursday. There are three groups of people on the earth There is the the Believer The sinner And then we have the wicked people And the wicked People uh, They have made a covenant With hell and death According to Isaiah Um, Go to Isaiah 28 15 So there are There are there is a group of people in the earth realm that has no desire, no, uh, no want to come to God or to serve God or to go to heaven. Now, they have cut a covenant with Satan, All right, and they are wicked people. They are the individuals that do wicked things. Uh, sinners we could uh, sinners they can do things just because of ignorant of the word they don't know God they just do things okay there are some sinners who are more honorable than believers that's sad to say but yeah they are doing honor without God and we are supposed to do honor with God but the wicked it says here in Isaiah twenty-eight fifteen, because you have said we have made a covenant with death and with hell so there are people on this earth that are with they have cut a covenant with the devil they have they are they are never going to be born again they're never going to be with god they have cut a covenant with the devil to manifest wickedness so where the battle is in is on the wicked people are trying to get the sinners to work for them and then we as the believers who honor God and honor his word, then we go after the sinners to get them born again and to, to, to come to God. All right, so the wicked people are always after the sinners and the believers, we're after uh, the sinners. And it says that with hell we are at a grievance, but the overflowing scowl shall pass through. It shall not come unto us, but we have made lives our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. So there's three types of people. they are believers, sinners, and then there are wicked people. Uh, I think the first session, I think I defined God's honor to you. Y'all remember that? God's honor equals obedience, good attitude, and integrity. Uh, Dishonor is disobedience, bad attitude, and no integrity, okay? Dishonor is disobedience, uh, bad attitude, and no integrity. In knowing and understanding the nature of our God that we serve, he is our heavenly father. Uh, He sent his son to, to die for us, because Father God only honor covenant by blood. That's why blood has to be shed. And that's, that's a different teaching. You know, A lot of, a lot of Christians don't understand the purpose of the blood, but blood has to be shed. Come on, we just started. so Blood has to be shed to, to ratify a covenant. So he sent his son to die, but, and his son came into the earth to teach us about the kingdom of God and to teach us About honor When it comes to the things of God When we learn from the word of God When we're talking about honor right now and learning how to honor God Or walk in the law of honor To to learn how to honor God Correctly By faith according to the word of God God will give us um, Some Some practice areas (laughs) So that we can learn so that we know how to do it correctly when it comes to God. So give, God give us an opportunity to practice, all right? You know, he talks about honor. He talks about love. He talks about giving. So for us to get under, full understanding of that by faith, he'll give us some practice time to practice those things that we have learned from the word so that we can practice and we can, you know, Get this thing right unto God Alright so when it comes to the law of Honor of uh, honoring God Go back to uh, John 5.3 It reads that all men sh- That all men should honor God Excuse me that all men should honor the son Even as they honor the father He that honors not the son Honors not the father Which has sent him So how, we, how do we honor The father I think I in our first session I gave you a good Two statements when it comes to The highest honor I said the highest honor you can give God Is honoring the word All Right So in honoring The word We will have uh, Practice time When it comes to honoring the word So to honor the son We honor the father And Uh I believe how the Lord operates this way because, you know, we say, okay, we, we, honor the, we honor the Son, we honor the Father. And, you know, God is not visible. You know, that's why faith is so important because God is not visible. God is not something that we can touch, you know, say, well, see if I'm getting this thing right or not. All right. So that's when faith comes in. But, all right. But to help us, help us in our faith, like i say god will give us practice session so in learning how to honor the father by honoring the son and honoring the word god has given us some practice sessions people or individuals that are we can touch to practice in learning about honor and honoring them okay that's how, that's how the nature of our God operates. When God is saying and say something in his word, we read it, we meditate, we say, okay, we want to release our faith for it. We'll, we'll get an opportunity to practice what we have learned, and God is, and then from his word, he'll show us the different practice area for honor. So he says the highest honor you can give God is honor in the word, then the highest honor God can give you is performing the word that you are working. Okay, so how he performs honor with with the the word that we are working is through practice. So we're learning how to honor God, the law of honor. We honor God by honoring the Son, by honoring the word, and we honor God. So now we're going to learn how to put this honor into practice. Can I, you know, can I get an amen, a Old meal, ouch, or something? You know, classroom distance. All right, so 2 <laughs> Timothy chapter 2. We get ready to practice our honor. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 20, 21. And it reads, but in a great house. Okay, so that great house is talking about the house of God, household of faith. Talk about we are in a great house. We're in the household of faith. Okay. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. So when it comes to these vessels of gold and silver And wood and earth Some to honor And some to dishonor So in this great house There's vessels of gold and silver And also I'll tell you something else I found out something in my study in this Every time you see honor Honor and glory Pertaining to God you always see gold and silver. Right? Where there's honor and there's glory, there's prosperity. Okay. Just a little. That was a little. So, it was just for me. I, I, I rejoiced. I shouted when I, I got excited. I said, Hallelujah. Right. Okay. So, some to honor and some to dishonor. Verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, purge himself from what? Go back to verse 20. Purge himself from being a vessel of wood and of earth. Not purge himself from being a vessel of gold and silver, but purge himself from being. A vessel of wood and earth. Go, go to 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. Okay, He will be a vessel unto honor. If you're purging yourself, that's causing you to be a vessel of wood and of the earth, which is flesh, natural, religious. We we have to purge ourselves of that. Then we'll become vessel. Then he said he should be a vessel of the honor. And so what is going to occur after he purges himself and becoming a vessel of honor? He will be number one, sanctified. Sanctified. Sanctification is a big theological word, means to be set apart. To bring it in 2021 term. People ain't gonna like you. Being set apart You're being set apart From worldly folks Religious folks People just ain't gonna like you The big misconception I believe the church has now And I I think that's why we're seeing a a lot of dishonor In the body of Christ Because we so much Want the world To like us And the world If the world the scripture says if the world likes you, you're not with God. Because the world hates God. The world, I'm talking about the world system. Talking about, now, there's people in the world system, believe it or not, they love God, but it's they're in the wrong system. All right. talk about the world system. So when you purge yourself, when you become a vessel of honor, Then you'll be sanctified, you'll be set apart, and meet for the master's use. That word meet, uh, King James in the Greek means to be suitable, to be perfectly matched, okay? You'll be suitable now, for the master now can use you and prepare unto every good work. So the first step, we have to purge ourselves from being dishonorable. Now, what represents dishonor? Is disobedience, bad attitude, and no integrity. So we have to purge ourselves from that because we want to be honorable unto God. We want to honor God, which is obedience, good attitude, and integrity. So in purging ourselves through this, to become a vessel of honor, remember I said this when you get a practice opportunity to purge yourselves from these things so that you can be sanctified, suitable for the master of youth, and prepare unto good work. Now, let's look at the first purging.
1: Hallelujah. 1 Timothy chapter 5. This is the first purging.
0: Here at Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, I have taught God's people. Nobody at this church. Calls me Cecil. Why is that?
1: Why why can't they call you? not that your name?
0: No, that's dishonorable. At the kingdom of God. So in the church setting, in the ministry setting, to honor the word and to honor the Father. You have to honor the one who is the elder over you. You have to honor your your, your the under shepherd. And so, how you honor, honor the under shepherd? You don't call him by his first name. You don't call him by "bub." You don't call him by "what's up." You call him pastor. They call me pastor. Nobody don't call me Cecil. From the children to the oldest member. Of this church. She's what 102? Yeah. I don't want to give her 102. (laughs) She's she's getting there. Yeah, from the children. Why? Because if they do that, they are dishonoring God. So this is this is a purging. Because some people have the mindset, well, man you put on your pants the same way I do?
1: Nah, not quite.
0: Not quite. When I was in the military, 1977, joined the Army, I was an enlisted man. I was not an officer. I was an enlisted man. And whenever we came in contact with military officers, we had to snap to attention and give them a salute. And if I had the mindset, because if I didn't do that, that was dishonoring. And then if I refuse to disobey, have a bad attitude and have no integrity, then they will give me an article 15. Article 15 is like a, like, like a felony. Uh, you know, you, you, you get court martialed you know, you can go to prison. You can get kicked out of the military with what is called a dishonorable discharge, I know you never gonna I mean, Yeah, 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 yeah. You gonna have honor all that. You gonna make his dad practice. after he helped his dad from getting <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> uh, so, 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 if you got a dishonorable discharge, what's that saying? That's saying that while you was in the, while you was in that kingdom. You did not show honor. You were not obedient. You didn't have a good attitude. You had no integrity. All right, so in God's kingdom, how much more God has honor? All right? And we get so familiar with our spiritual authority that we just want to call them. Out we look at, oh, you wear your pants. No, that, that military officer that I had to snap to attention and give him a salute, he didn't put on his pants the same way I put on my pants. So he was an officer. So I had to show him honor. Okay? And that's the same thing with uh, the kingdom of God. Next week we'll touch on, on more. Next week, kind of getting a little ahead of myself, but God has ranks in his kingdom. All right? So we got to purge ourselves for this. So I, I've taught my people From the word of God That anyone who's in a Minister title Pastor title or whatever That you acknowledge them by That title That God honored them with Whether you think They deserve it or not That's not, that's not your problem we just, we just Honor the title God take care of whether they deserve it we just, we just do our, our part is honoring. We honor the word. We honor the father. All right. So he says here, First Timothy chapter 5, and this is the purging. This is your opportunity to practice honor. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy. Look at this. It says, let the elders that rule, world, rule well, that word rule means to manage, to oversee, well be counted Worthy of double honor.
1: Okay.
0: Especially they who labor in the word and in doctrine. For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. So he said the the spiritual elders that rule over us, they deserve double, especially the ones who are laboring in the word and the prayer and seeking God. So, because when you dishonor that spiritual authority, it says thou should not muzzle the ox The muzzle. You don't want to put the muzzle on the ox. You don't want to put the muzzle on your spiritual authority because now the enemy is causing hindrance from you to receive from God. When you start dishonoring your spiritual authority, you start, you, 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 you find yourself you are in you get into the area of familiarity. What's that saying? Familiarity breeds contempt. So when they when so when they try to give you instructions from the word or from the kingdom or from the ministry whatever you you're looking at them oh he put on his pants the same way I do she put on her dress the same way I do what makes her so special God said so when you don't do that if you don't honor that spiritual authority then you're not honoring Son. You're not honoring the word. But that's word. So when you don't honor the son, you're not honoring the word, you're not honoring the father. And since when you're not honoring the father, then the father cannot honor you. This this is his practice time, you know. It's an opportunity to practice. All right, this is this is the area we can practice. He says, and the labor is worthy of his reward, verse 19. Against the elder receive not an accusation, but, but before two or three witnesses. So he said, if you got a problem with spiritual authority, just don't start wheeling our accusations. Get two or three people to come and confront this individual. Out of love, of course. All right? Then he says, verse 20, them that sin rebuke before all. So dishonor towards spiritual authority. God views it as sin, but the Scripture says in the Book of Romans, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So He says here, "them that sin rebuke before all." So spiritual authority. I know we. I know we. There's a lot of churches. <laughs> Some of the things I do here at this ministry. Not, not, not. Spiritual authority, I'm supposed to rebuke you. Like I, that's, that's honoring God. I'm supposed to correct you, reprove you, instruct you in front of others so that others also may fear or have reverence of the God so that they say, I ain't gonna try that. I saw what happened to that sister. And I'm the, unless you just, just openly defy it and you just fill with the devil, then I have to catch you. I have to say ushers. It's them about the church. But see, we live in this, this user-friendly generation that churches don't want to do that. Pastors don't want to do that. But one day, pastors don't have the word about on how to do that. And pastors are more controlled by the people instead of being controlled by God. So you, got, you go to some of these churches, and you know... People just, they call their pastor by the first name. They say, do all this, and they tell him what he needs to do, and all that, And, and not realizing there's a lot of dishonor going on in the kingdom. So that's not God. Now God can't honor them because, first of all, they don't honor the word, and when you don't honor the word, you can't honor the father. So that's an opportunity to practice. Okay, let's look at another opportunity. Did y'all enjoy that? I, I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go to First Peter chapter two.
0: Because when you don't honor the word and honor the Father, in a lot of cases. God ain't hearing your prayer.
1: you praying and
0: God said, talk to the hand, but the ear ain't listening. Why is that? Because you are in dishonor. Okay. Look at First Peter chapter 2, verse 12. Have your conversation honest among the Gentiles that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, They may, by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. So sinners come and they see how you demonstrate honor. They can glorify God because glory and honor goes together. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king. As supreme, or unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. Now, somebody said, There you go, Pastor say, say, You know, we were supposed to submit to the governor, this COVID stuff. All right. But no, no, no. Because we're talking about honor. Honor is obedience, good attitude, and integrity. All right. Go back to verse 13. He says, submit yourselves to every ordinance of law of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, verse 14, or unto governors. Okay, you're only supposed to submit. Now, this is not talking about spiritual authority. These are natural authority. You only submit to those individuals as unto them are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. If I have a natural authority who is promoting evilness like abortion,
1: I'm not supposed to submit.
0: But if I have a, a natural authority who's who's against abortion, who's for the church, who wants to do things right and they want to punish evildoers, now. We don't have too many natural authority like that. Natural authority we have in this country for most evil. Why is that? Remember when I tell you three types of people, believers, sinners, and wicked. A lot, of our, a lot of our natural authority has cut covenants with Satan. So now I'm not supposed to submit unto individuals like that and for the praise of them that do well, verse 10. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all
1: men. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God.
0: And honor the king. Honor all men. Now, Peter is writing this, and he's writing this to the church.
1: He's writing this to
0: the church. He says, honor all men, love the brotherhood. Sinners are not our brothers. I know we've, we've been fed this stuff. that we all are God's children. No, we ain't. I
1: we are not.
0: We're all a God's creation. We're all not his children. So the wicked is not his child. The sinners are not a child. What qualifies you to become a child of God? You must be born again. I know we've been fed that line, you know, for years. We all are God's children. Kumbaya, they thought. No, no, no,
1: no. No, we're not all God's children.
0: Because a lot of Folks on this earth, they don't honor God. So, how can God have a bunch of dishonorable children that don't honor him? You remember his first set of kids that he had that dishonor him? You know what happened to them, don't you? I would never,
1: I would never
0: put my children at the house that David value. Them. God did. He told Adam and Eve, get out!
1: And then he told the an angel, but a torture fire, make sure they don't come back!
0: But, well, we better than God. So he says, look at this, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Okay, so that's another area of practice. Let me share one more area of practice and I continue on. What the time we got the time Oh, we got plenty of time. First Peter chapter 3. Now, this area right here, whoo. This is a practice area here of honor. I know. You honor the Son, you honor the Father. You honor the Word, you honor God. So here's the area of the practice of your honor. In the marriage cup. How many of y'all know that the marriage Marriage was not man's idea? Marriage is God's idea. All right, so you got two, per, two imperfect people trying to dwell in a perfect union. That's why we need faith. Okay? So marriage is not man's idea, man. Man never wants to get married, please. That's God's idea. It's a covenant. Marriage has to do with covenant All right. So he says, likewise, ye wives, be in subjection or submission to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation or the lifestyle of the wife. Now look at (laughs) this. Look no, go back. Look what it says. Likewise, ye wives, so if you marry. To an individual who don't know God. He says, be subjected to your own husband, that if any obey not the word, still be in subjection. What?
1: You want me to be
0: subjected and he don't, he's not doing the word? Yeah. This is your practice, your honor. It's like the same thing with honor your father and mother. When we children, we were children, we, when we, when we, 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 we kind of had to appreciate, understand, honor because we looked at our parents like, oh, man, that's my dad. He falls off. I'm sorry. I got to let it go. I gotta, I gotta. But, you know, we said, that's, that's my dad. My dad can do anything. My mom, the best cook in the world. Yes, my I love my mama. My mother's my best girl, you know. You know, we think all that children until we start growing up, and we start seeing the flaws in our parents. And now, honoring the son, you honor the father. Now, here's your opportunity to practice. God said, Honor your father and mother. He didn't say, Honor your father and mother, whether they were perfect, whether they Made mistakes, You honor them But it's just like the same thing Your spiritual authority, your pastor You honor them because it is An honorable thing to honor them Because God has placed them In that position of honor So now that's when our faith Has to kick in Because once we get 18, 19, 20 years old We start looking at our parents Through a different eye Through a different lens and wait a minute, hold up, hold up, daddy. You know, especially if you've got sons, you know. It's getting up. I can take my dad, you know. Well, if you have that kind of mindset, whatever, that's dishonorable.
1: Or, you know, you have a
0: daughter, and like, you know, you want to punch your mama, hit your mother. I heard people do, kids do that. You you, know, you punch your mama? What? How, how do you do that? How do you punch your mama? What, what, is, what is all that? Dishonor. Because the word of God says to honor your father and mother. It didn't say honor them until you reach 18. Then you can just start dishonoring them. No. He said honor your father and mother. And it takes more faith to do that once you become an adult because you start looking at your parents through the lens of being flawed. So I'm honoring my father and mother, not because they are perfect, because they are in a position of honor. And that's the first commandment with a promise. And he gave that commandment way before the church was going to say, that your days may be longer from the earth. And so that's another area to practice your honor. And you practice your honor. And like I said, there's no, there's no age cutoff or age limit that says, all right, once I get 25, I can start dishonoring my parents. No, no. You honor them
1: to the day they die. That's honorable. When you don't,
0: you're being dishonorable and so by being dishonorable, God cannot honor you. So, Jesus was our prime example of, of honor to the Father. What did He say? What did He say? Whatever my Father tells me to do, I will do whatever my Father says. We, we need to have that type of faith mindset even when we're 25, 30, 40 years old. Now I know we've been taught in this world system, this Western world system, that you know, you reach a certain age, 18, you're grown, you can make your own decisions and all that, but in the kingdom of God, we're like, did whatever my father tell me what to do, whatever my father tells me what to say, I would do. Why is that? Because I'm honoring my father. I'm honoring my father and mother. So I could be 50 years old, and if my parents have good advice to give to me, I will listen to them and I will honor them because that's the demonstration of honor, obedience, good attitude, and integrity. So that's how the kingdom of God operates in honor our Father, Father and Mother. All right, so now let's get back here. All right, so one by the company. Okay, go next While they behold your chase and conversation coupled with. So he said, Wives, submit unto your husband, whether he's doing the word or not, you submit. Okay. Because, look at this. He said, They will behold your chase lifestyle coupled with reverence. They will see the God in you because they know they know how they've been mistreating you and dogging you, but you continue to honor them, they will know it has got to be a God somewhere Because there's no way a woman would deal with all that unless she was being led by the Spirit of God. Now, I'm not talking about placing yourself in a position of physical harm. You no, know, I ain't talking about that. But I'm talking about you still honoring you know, that husband who don't know God, who don't want to come to church, who don't, who got a problem with you going to church, but you say you still go to church and he say, well, you know, if you you go to to church, I'm going to lock the door. You won't be able to get in. All right? And you say, okay, that's all right. I'll trust God. And then when you come back home from church, the door is locked. You can't get in. So you just Snuggling at the front door and going to sleep. And your husband wake up, open the door and say, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then you get right up and say, hey, honey, what you want for breakfast this morning? That's honor. And that's a true story. Because there was a woman who did that towards her husband. And he saw the God in her that he gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And became one of the uh, early century preachers on this earth. Just by his wife honoring him. So he look at it. Go to verse 3. Whose adorning it, let, it, let it not be that outward adorn of plaiting the hair, or wearing a gold, or putting on a pearl. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. He's talking about that's the spirit. The hidden man. Whenever Paul, Paul talks about the inward man, hidden man, all right, he's talking that's how spirit. Peter talks about the hidden man, talks about the spirit, and that which is which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, a great price. But after this manner in the old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God, adorned themselves in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham and called him Lord, whose daughters ye, ye are, as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. So that's the wife. Now, that's how the wife honors the husband. Now, here's the husband honoring the wife. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. So he said, spend time with your wife. It's not all about the job, the job, the job, the job. Dwell with them according to knowledge. Look at this. Giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Look at, honor your wife because women women are not weaker than men. Why do you say that? This is not no, this ain't no feminist thing. No, this is, that's why we men don't have babies. You can't be weak to have a child. Women are very, women are strong from the weights down, men are strong from the weights up. But he's saying Dwell with them, giving honor to the wife as unto, as being fragile. Okay. And as being heirs together of the grace of life. So he says, honor your wife. How do you honor her? You spend time with her? Giving her honor as being fragile? Maybe I'll take care of that. Don't worry about it. I'll lift that up. I'll open that door for her. It's not that she can't do it, but I'm I'm honoring her. Because I have something on the line here when it comes to me honoring her. And I'm honoring her. She's also an heir. She's heir. Like I'm an heir to the kingdom. This is Christ died for me. He died for her, too. He said, as being heirs together, the grace of life, here it is, that your prayers be not hindered. So whenever you have a husband who doesn't honor his wife according to the word, don't spend time with her. Don't look at her as being fragile. He do these things for her. Let me open the door for you. Let me do this for you. You know, and it and it is not because the husband is henpecked the husband understands, I'm honoring my wife as I honor the word and I honor the father. So when I go before the father and pray, he will answer. Our prayers are going to be hindered. And a lot of us men, amen, a lot of us, our prayers have been hindered, not answered. Because this area right here, if you're you married And then if you're not married It goes to honor your father and mother So that's the law of honor So we have to examine ourselves Whether we will be in the faith or not We gotta say, alright Lord, show me the areas That I'm not being honorable You have Sinner that are more honorable to their parents And more honorable to their spouses
1: Than believers Because we got to get a hold of now The law Of God All right
0: That was good. (laughs) Can y'all take a little more? All right. Let's go to Proverbs 27, 18. All right. So those are the areas that you can practice (laughs) in your honor
1: in honoring God, honoring the word.
0: In the law of honor, God is saying, my honor is fitting for man. My honor is fitting for man. I looked up that word fitting, and it means appropriate, excuse me, appropriate to the situation or suitable. So God saying, "My honor is appropriate to the situation and is suitable to man. Honor is appropriate to man's situation and is suitable for man The honor of God proverbs twenty seven eighteen it says, whosoever keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof, so he that waiteth on his master." shall be honored now we read this from the king james kind of leave a little something out of that 1611 but that same scripture out of the living bible and i don't like going to the living bible because you know i have you know, demonic forces coming out of the living bible you know i have to look you know, of like the exorcist throw that ah! But I had had the whole armor of God when I went to the Living Bible. But I like what the Living Bible says. It says, anyone, to the same description here, anyone shall be rewarded who protects another interest. So it says, if you protect another person's interest, that is a form of honor, and God will reward you. We live in an age now that any uh, downfall of any spiritual leaders or Christians or whatever, we are so quick to judge them. We're so quick to speak bad about them. We're so quick to get on social media and talk bad about them. But when it comes to honor, if anyone should, uh, excuse me, anyone should be rewarded who protects another interest. The Bible said in the New Testament in the book of Peter, it says, love covers a multitude of sins. People, especially in high spiritual authority in the kingdom, will be attacked by the enemy. Just like the enemy can attack you. But the enemy attacked those who are in in authority, and it has a more devastation or devastating effect because they are in leadership position. They they are being seen. So God is saying in his word to honor. Anyone should be rewarded who protects another. If we honor those individuals who have fallen, cover them with love God said he will he will reward us not so quick to spew out everything what they've been doing what they didn't. hey did you you know instead of going to the throne you go to the phone did you hear what happened to pastor the way. my lord yeah he took all the money off the church and ran off with the secretary And I thought he loved Sister Holloway. Oh! I mean, that that, that didn't happen. That's just. And that's never going to happen. How can you say that? Because my wife and I, we have already cut a covenant with God years ago. That's never going to happen. We have cut a covenant. We, We made a. We cut a covenant with God. I will never. How can you boldly say this? I can say this. I will never fall to sexual sin. Why you say that? Because I cut a covenant with the Holy Spirit. If I ever get led in that direction, whatever, whatever you need to do, Holy Spirit, get me out of it. Even if that means for me to die. So out of 30-some years of ministry, we haven't had no sex scandals. We haven't had no money scandals. We haven't had none of that because we have have cut a covenant with God. So he's saying, here, anyone should be rewarded who protects another interest. Ministry, all this, this is God's stuff. We are here to protect. Oh, there's there been some stuff that happened. Not uh, for a minute, but stuff since we've been here for ten years. But we haven't. I haven't got up on the pulpit or on the microphone and said, "Now, sir, do you know what happened? Um, this happened." And that, no, no. A lot of times we have protect people's interests
1: it was never been revealed.
0: And why do we do that? Because God will honor us. When you protect someone's interest, you cover, love covers a multitude of sins. When you see someone who falls in sin, don't be quick to go to the throne. We'll go, to go to the phone, but we'll go to the phone. Start lifting them up and praying. We have been in ministry that we have seen a lot of spiritual leaders who have failed to sin. And my wife and I, we were coming to say, we will praise the Lord protect us so that we won't fall like that. Because you can. You can. So we have come and kind of pray, said Lord. We we lift those individuals up and say, Lord, help and protect us so that we won't fall like that. Because you can't fall. I can I I well if I didn't cut the covenant with God, yeah. I could I could fall. I could fall. Any, any preacher can fall. Why is that? Because the devil's after them. <laughs> the devil wants to de- he wants to muzzle that ox, get that word. So any preacher can fall. Any pastor can fall. Any uh, Sunday school teacher can fall. Anybody, yeah, we're all tempted. But what we should do in honoring God, we should protect their interests. We should be covering them with prayer and love. You know, you hear, you hear people in the church say, Oh, yeah, I'm praying for my pastor. Are you really? Or are you just going through the, the word motion? Because if you're praying for your pastor, then why did that pastor fall? Over? Somebody wasn't praying, or somebody forgot to pray. So that's honor covering someone else's interest, Because he says, My honor is fitting for man. Go to Proverbs 15. 33. The fear of the Lord is, is the instruction of wisdom. The reverence is not talking about trembling fear. It's talking about the reverence of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. So pride and honor don't mix. Pride and honor. Why is that? Because dishonorable people would try to make everyone else look dishonorable and themselves look honorable. I'll say it again. When you have pride, if you got pride, you're going to have dishonor. You're not going to have excellence. You're not going to have excellence in your ministry. You're not going to have excellence in your business. You're not going to have excellence in any any endeavor you try to seek out if you have pride. Because pride and honor doesn't mix. So when you got pride, you are dishonorable. So out of pride, being a dishonorable person, dishonorable people will try to make everyone else around them look dishonorable. And themselves look on them because pride and honor doesn't make. Go to First Samuel fifteen, and I'll wrap it up. I got to wrap it up. So honor produces excellence. Honor produces honor with humility. Now let me quickly define humility because sometimes we don't. <laughs> humility. Pride pride is putting someone else down and lifting yourself up. That's pride. Humility is not putting yourself down and lifting somebody up. Humility is I know who I am in Christ Jesus, but this individual who don't know who they are, I want to encourage them and build them up. Because if, if, when people try to put their self down to demonstrate they have humility, that's perverted. That's perverted. But no, I know who I am, but I'm willing to build this person up. I'm willing to bring them up. I'm really to lift them up. That's true humility. I'm not trying to seek to put them down. I want to build them up. I want to encourage them. I want to build them up. So honor produces excellence automatically. When you walk in honor, it produces excellence. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not experienced excellence in the area of your life, check your honor. Because when you walk in an honor, it produces excellence automatically. And you can't have excellence Without honor You can't have excellence without honor First Samuel chapter 15 Dishonorable people Will try to make everyone else look Dishonorable and themselves Look honorable Prime example of this 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 13 Samuel came to Saul Samuel the prophet Saul the king the First king of Israel And Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou, the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. I have did what God told me to do. I've done it. I I did it, Samuel. I did. Samuel said, What mean is this, this bleeding of the sheep in my ears, and the loin of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from Malachites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And at rest, we have utterly destroyed. So you have Saul, the dishonorable man, who's trying to make everybody around him be dishonorable. He says that the people have brought the Amalekites. And the people spared the best of them. He's trying to make everybody around him be dishonorable and trying to make himself look honorable unto the man of God. And rest, we have utterly destroyed. And then Samuel said unto Saul, stay <laughs> they're like shut up listen and I would tell thee what the Lord had said to me this night and he said unto him say on Samuel. Saul said oh go on, go on tell me. and Samuel said when thou was little in thy own sight was thy not made the head of the tribe of Israel when you was humble When you was humble, did not God make, excuse me, was thou not made the head of the tribe of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. When you was humble, did God bless you and did all these great things for you you when you was humble? God did, he opened these doors, he brought all these blessings. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, go and utterly destroy he said, the Lord gave you an instruction. He asked you to do something for him. Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekite, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore, then, didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord? So partial obedience is still disobedience. So he's telling Saul, him, remember you was humble and God did all this stuff for you? Remember when you was humble and nobody even you were not on no podcast, you didn't passing no church, you were just in your in your prayer room, your house preaching to the teddy bears. Nobody heard of no Pastor Holloway. Nobody didn't know how to spell your name. You you were just preaching to the, you were lining the little teddy bears up because you knew that God has called you and God bless you by preaching to the teddy bear. And then your wife would come by and say. Did you take an offering? I said, but the baby baby ain't got no money. Y'all get that next one. Yeah, I got loose up. <laughs> I, just, I threw that in there. See where y'all was at. Cause y'all was, come on. It. <laughs> All right. He said, wherefore did, did didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord? But it fly above the spoil, and didst evil... In the sight of the Lord. So dishonor is evil in the sight of God. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yay, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Look at this. He's still trying to justify After what Samuel told him what God said, he's still trying to say, I did what God said. God don't know what he's talking about. I did what he said. Dishonorable people will, will continue to make excuses. they trying to justify their dishonor as being honorable. And I, have, and I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of uh, Amalek, and have utterly destroyed Amalekites. But the people, now there you go. He's trying to make the people around him dishonorable like him. But the people took up the spoil and the sheep and the oxen, the chief of the thing which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Had the Lord a great delight in birth offering and such? He said, is the Lord sacrificing all this stuff that you brought to him? No. God is delightful. Look at it. As in vain, obeying, obeying the voice of the Lord. This is the area you see a lot of with people when it comes to giving. God says, bring the tithes and the offering. We have seen people over years of ministry, they'll come to church to vo- obey the voice of the Lord. And they'll say, well, you know, uh, I, I, I I gave a chair to the church. That's giving, but God, and you 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 can always hear it in people when they when when they struggle with that time. Well, I don't have to give Lord ten percent. You know, I just give. Them, have you obeyed the voice of the Lord? Tithing, God. God has given us specific direction when it it comes to tithing, gifts. It's the same thing like he gives us specific direction when it comes to honor that father and mother. And you hear people when they struggle, well, you ain't got, you know, I can tithe my time. Malachi didn't say bring your time into into the storehouse. Why, why, why are they struggling with that? Because there's a sense of dishonor. Because in Proverbs it says, bring all, honor the Lord with all thy substance into that. That's a form of honor. When we bring our tithes and offer into the store, that's, that's, we're honoring God. And when people struggle with that, there
1: could be a little dishonor going on there.
0: I don't, I don't know. As in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, look at this. He says, "Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. It is better to obey what the Word of God says to honor God's Word. When you honor His Word, you honor the Father. Than to do what you think is right to do. A lot of us we think this is what I think this what is right to do. What did God say? <laughs> well. What did God, this is what Samuel telling us. Like, what did God say? When you was humble, he can tell you, he did things for you, and you can do it because you were humble. Now, that's an indication. of some pride. Because where pride and honor don't Whereas there's pride, you, were, you cannot do what God said. Because you got pride. You're going to try to rationalize You're going to try to reason. You're going to try to say, well, this is how. no, humility follows on. And so he says, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fatter rams. For rebellion, okay, these are the, these are the cousins with pride. Whenever there's pride, you always have rebellion and stubbornness. It's going to be right there rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as, a, as iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. You have dishonored the son so now you dishonor the father because once you honor the son, you honor the father. You do what the word says, now you honor the father because thou have rejected the word of the Lord. He had also rejected thee from being king. Now, this is the dispensation of the law. Thank God we ain't under the law. We under the grace. Because a lot of times when you get into your little prideful, rebellious, stubborn little ways and you don't do what God said, we got grace and mercy. <laughs> yeah, we got grace and mercy. But Sooner or later, that runs out, too. And then God breaks judgment. Verse 24. It's all said unto Samuel. Look at this. He said, I have sinned. Oh, now you say you sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord, and thy words. Now, there, there you go. A dishonorable person trying to make everybody around him dishonorable, so he can look honorable. He said, I have sinned. I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord. And I, and I were because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. What is the king doing fearing the people? He's the king. He's trying to get people around to be dishonorable and make himself look honorable. No, it was, it was, they didn't want to do all that. So, you know, I would just, I would just follow in them. Now, therefore, I pray thee, pardon my sin. Turn again with me that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee. Samuel said, I ain't going to do it. Why is that? Because you got dishonor in your heart. And even if I did it, you still will be dishonorable unto God. But thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid hold upon the skirt. And he grabbed Samuel's Samuel garment, his skirt. Oh, come on, brother, Samuel, don't go. And rent it. And Samuel said unto him, the Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. Then he said, "I have sinned. Yet honor me now." Look at this. This brother still in denial. He said, "I have sinned, but yet honor me now, Samuel." And I pray thee, before the elders of my people and before Israel. And turn again with me that I may worship the Lord that God. Well you know the story of Saul How he ended up He fell on his sword died, and his, his son Jonathan He was so much in covenant with Saul He fell on his sword too and died with his father As the, the Philistines came but the main issue here is Samuel was not a man of honor. I taught a message years ago. I saw, oh, see y'all listen. Good, good, thank you. <laughs> kind of like that living Bible right Yeah, I go through that too with NIV too. <laughs> Oh, Jason, <ooh. laughs> Saul so, so was that a man of honor. I did a teaching, I think I did it in this church. I taught on when you take the me out of Samuel, you get a song. The me being God.
1: Yeah. Yes. Right. It was
0: personal. It was honorable. So that's how King Saul ended up But he was not a man of honor So we have to Get a hold of these principles of honor And work them In our lives Amen Any questions, comments, or revelations On tonight's teaching
1: Thanks for listening
2: to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at cecilholloway at yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith
1: and be blessed.